When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome, everybody, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Before we get to this week, just a quick recap. Hard Knocks has started, had um, one of the executive producers on last week's episode. So if you have not listened to that, go check it out in the archives in the uh, SI Media Podcast on iTunes. It was a good interview if you're a Hard Knocks fan. All right, this week, staying with football, my favorite football show. I have the whole cast here. Good what? morning, football. <laughs> Nate Burleson, Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt are all here in studio. Now I'm petrified because I've already interviewed Kyle and Schrager on the podcast and had no control over it. So I don't know what I'm going to do now with all four. Oh, you're going to lose control. Who who is like the top traffic cop of the four when you guys are on the air? Sky Adams. No question. Now how, on a scale of one to ten, how hard is it with these three? Oh, it depends on what day it is. How tired are they? No, uh, an eight, seven? That hard. I mean, not hard. It's just the show kind of does its own thing. Yeah. So it's about moving it along. All right. So I've spoken to you guys. Schrager, we know from Fox Sports. Kyle, I feel like I'm best friends with solely because of the real world. <laughs> I, I saw you get real. Why don't you start being polite on right. me, Trina? So let me go to Kay and Nate for the beginning of this. So okay. you, Nate obviously played, so we know your story. You did the fantasy show yeah. on DirecTV. Were you all... Like, did a lot of people try out for your gigs, or was this like the first incarnation of the show? Well, I was I was in Seattle when I got the phone call, and I I knew Peter Schrager um, just as a friend, and then Kay I didn't know, Kyle I didn't know, so I heard that there were different individuals. I got to shout out Dan Helley, who works for the NFL Network and and does an amazing job for uh, now Fox and getting involved in the UFC. Um, Dan, he talk, he's talking to me after Total Access one day, and we're getting dressed in the NFL Network locker room in Culver City. He's like, hey, 
I uh, just want to let you know that they're rebooting the morning show and they're taking New York. And I'm like, okay, fine. Why are you telling me this? He's like, because I feel like you might be perfect for the show. And I wouldn't be surprised if they reach out to you. I'm like, they as a new, he's like the network, the big dogs. Uh, but most likely you might have to move out there. I was like, well, then they won't. They won't ask me because I'm not moving to New York. It's ridiculous. I went out there to visit and it gives me high anxiety. <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember that conversation because I was waiting for the call. I act like I didn't want it. I was waiting for the call. And then once I had the conversation with my wife and we both agreed that it would be too much for us. Right. Um, the fact that it was too much for me and I haven't felt that type of feeling in a long time, maybe mm. since Little League football, where I was this tall, skinny kid, wow. and I hated going to practice. Right, right. Uh, everything else was comfortable in my life up till that point, even football. So I, I, I realized that I had to take the job. And there were rumors that there were different individuals, uh, but I didn't want to... Do you know if they tried out other players, or were you... Yeah, there were, under, there okay. were other players that they were going to offer the job to. But here's the thing. In Culver City, it was great. I was working right. at Total Access, but I was telling people how to run a post corner and, and why right. Darrell Revis was so good and, right. and just breaking down plays. And I thought if I turned down this job, I could be breaking down plays for the next 15 years, mm -hmm. which is a great gig, but there's more to the story of Nate Burleson right. than teaching people the X's and O's. Um, and this show has given me that creative right. outlet. Now, be honest, and don't say this because you don't want to piss off New Yorkers. Do you like New York City now? Have you gotten used to it, or do you still get anxiety? And No, no, I'm, I'm comfortable now. We All were right. just having this conversation earlier. It went from me moving out here thinking I'm only going to be here 18 months, which was the initial conversation I had right. with this uh, network. And then last year, losing my facial hair because I, I think I was fighting the fact that I had to move out here to now... Um, I don't have roots anywhere else. Right. My home is here. I sold my home in Arizona. My family's comfortable. I know where my kids are going to high school. We got a circle of friends. I have my work friends, Put which a is pool like family. In the backyard, Jimmy. Yeah, we're good, man. That's good. We're good. Yeah, don't uh, live in the city. You're better yeah. off outside the city. Have some grass. Yeah, I'm out in Jersey, pool. Yeah. where the grass is green. Yeah. And New York's the ultimate love it or hate it. There's no in between. Mm. There's no in between. You're There's right. No in between. You're right. I thought um, I could do the in between yeah. thing, but it ate me up my first yeah. two years. Now you, K, you have yeah. like the main. I knew about the show for the show. for a while right, right. as it was coming together. Yeah. Uh, I developed a friendship with the people over at Embassy Row. I actually worked at NBC Sports. Right. I did a fantasy show for them three days a week. I did some pro football talk with Florio and company. Embassy Row's Men in Blazers came into play with NBC. And uh, so I knew about it for, for a while. And I just knew it was going to be a positive, awesome right. experience. So I was on board early. And Traeger was at Fox doing the sidelines and the reporting. You wrote for the website when they had writing. <laughs> when they had writing. Yeah. That was fun. I used to go all the time. And Kyle did Rome. <laughs> yeah. You would think you'd know to be closer to the mic if you did Rome. Hey. No, I was behind the scenes at Rome. Hey. Right? As you know, everyone yeah. is. Jim, right. say this. No, I didn't. I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I didn't have any audition for the show. It, it came together so late, so well, fast. That's one of my questions. So in t the show debuted in 2016. Yeah. I got into the show, sadly, because I was unemployed. So... And then I was I would literally flip between you guys and Morning Joe because I was obsessed oh, with the okay. election. And then um, <laughs> it was a very dark time in my life. And then, um, <laughs> but I remember, and I didn't know if this was because I was unemployed and not paying attention as much as I usually do. But I don't remember hearing a lot about the show before it launched. I feel like it just sort of came on and it was there. And yeah, you and us both. Undersell, over deliver, Jimmy. July fourth. I got a call from MSC Row saying, hey, are you interested in this position? And on July 29th, we were in the air. So that's a matter of 15 days or 25 yeah. days. Kyle moved his family out with his wife, eight months pregnant, nine months pregnant. And then he had the child. And then 18 days later, like it came together pretty fast. But it's all good. I think it's almost better. If we'd been doing right. auditions and rehearsals right. for eight months, I would have used all you know the gold. 
I had this. I had this. <laughs> so I had, I had a I friendly argument with James Andrew Miller on this podcast a few weeks ago. About, what about? So we were talking about your competition, Get yeah. Up, which nobody watches, and I was saying that the problem is they just put all these big names together, and they expect people to watch it because they're okay. just big names. Whereas yeah. I feel like in this day and age. People need to connect with the hosts of the show, like they've done with you guys. Mm -hmm. And lesser names are now better than the bigger names, and he pushed back on it. But I think you guys are the ultimate proof of that, where when you watch the show, you just it's like four people just hanging out, and you do the serious football stuff, which you need to do, and then you do the lighthearted stuff, and it's the perfect mix and balance. That's why I like the show. And it's not just relied upon you know Mike Greenberg and $6 million mm -hmm. a year, which I know right. you guys can't say. But no. Um, so... I, I, whoever did that, well, MBC Rose does have like the magic touch. It does MBC Rowe and Michael Davies. Mm -hmm. they, they, he knows what he's doing. So, when did you give me like the for each of you? I want to answer this. Okay. When you first realized, oh, this show is becoming a thing because it has grown and grown and grown. It wasn't like come out of the gate. It's, I feel like every month it's like a bigger thing for you guys. Moving to Times Square was pretty big. Yeah. Um, we have a crazy studio now, floor to ceiling windows, look out in the center of the world, all that. But, it goes way before that. I honestly think that Peter, as the guy who would go every weekend to a different NFL town, and when he would come back and say, it's not you know my mom who watches the show or my friend from college, it's Richard Sherman or it's mm -hmm. this player right, or right, it's right. that player. I was like, seriously, Richard Sherman watched our Seahawks segment? Because I was not that kind of the Seahawks. I got really nervous. So <laughs> the second I heard that they was on in the facilities, in the Seahawks, in the Niners, that was like, oh, wow. Because there's yeah. a lot of stuff they could watch, right. anything. They watched us. Which was well... Cool. I'm not shocked NFL players would watch the NFL Network. I mean, you would, you know. On the contrary, they, though. On the contrary. Like, because because the there's, there's certain facilities that will neglect um, good media coverage on the NFL and just say, you know what, we're not going to bother because one bad write-up, one right. bad bar on the lower um, scale of the TV, you're going to turn the channel off. So I've been on teams where it's been soap operas. And just stuff that makes guys laugh and smile. And sure. I've been on teams where it's strictly ESPN. I've been on teams where it's strictly an NFL network. It's right. really a preference. But I think to Kyle's point, though, the preference has become more and more right. our show, which is good. And this isn't a handful of teams. This is majority of the league. Yeah. What about for you? It's Kay. crazy stuff, man. Like Odell and Des Bryant were working out and our show was on in the background. Right, and ESPN right, had to run know. the clip ad nauseum of our, of our faces on the show because you that's what they're watching. That. Yeah, it was great. It was even used in a promo, I think. For you. They were like, the Rockets are playing the Warriors and get up and they show our show. Rings, it's like, right? great. But to me, it was last year's playoff run. Kyle got behind the Eagles oh, right, right. and did some of these like ridiculous rants that were three minutes long, you know, inspiring thoughts of Adrian Balboa. And then like it became a thing in Philadelphia to the point where he went to the parade and Fans are like treating Kyle got like hammered. he's freaking Brian Dawkins. Yeah, yes. Well, yes. I don't know if he got hammered or not. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I <laughs> but like that transcends, and it's with the right. fans. It's usually these shows are, you know, some of the guys are odious on air yeah. or they're antagonists. This was like fans were celebrating our show, and today's climate for anything to be well liked is rare. Right. And when exactly. Shrek gets to go on like the sideline, as Kyle was saying, and he sees people be like, "Good morning, football." Yeah, we, yeah. Right. I didn't get any of that. Our first year of the show, I was like, from home to the studio, from home or sleeping early to the studio, right, right. and you got feedback on Twitter, and that was sort of resonating, which mm -hmm. we saw. But then we went to Super Bowl, 
in Houston. Mm -hmm. From the second we got off the plane, Trina, it was crazy. That's it awesome. was people running up to Nate for autographs. Not that right. they wouldn't already, because he was an amazing <laughs> player for eleven years in the league. But it was we the people saw people showed up. Our our seating, live seating, sold out. We, they the had morning. cardboard cutouts of our faces. Yeah, that was not. That yeah. was. The, the energy in that moment, I thought you could yeah. just put our show up against anybody on any network, and we stood out. Yeah. When you see the cardboard cutouts of your faces, I hate it's it. It's hard to keep your ego in check when that happens. Yeah, you really. No, I hate it. You start yeah, feeling yourself. Oh my god. Well, I, also, I also don't like when drivers address me by name or look at me in the eye. So I mean, well, it's all you are, or you're you're podcast host. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why don't you like the cardboard cutouts? I don't know, but they had them at the where were we? We were just in Canton, yeah. and uh, yeah. one of the one of the operations guys sent me a photo of it as a joke, and I was like, hide that. I will give you a hundred dollars <laughs> to burn that. You and break should embrace it. It's cool. It's kind of wild. You know, so wait, let yeah. me ask you a question. Who who won the debate between established people versus unknowns? Well, it wasn't like that's an interesting. It's not media like a discussion. Twitter thing where you're an animal and you're fighting to just. We had a discussion. It wasn't really. No, but who we had a discussion. One? I made my point. He made his point. There was no winner. I think I'm the winner based on mm -hmm. the results. Mm -hmm. I mean, that show's struggling, and you're not. And I I I stand by the statement that to just put big names together mm -hmm. because they're big names doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. People. Yeah. There's too many options for people to watch, and there's so much out there that to get people to watch something is a big deal these days on TV. Yeah. Hmm. And if you so, do have big names, it got to be like the NBA on TNT. You know what I mean? It got to right, be some right, of right. our favorite pregame shows yeah. on Sundays. But getting back to your question, though, when I feel like we, I guess, arrived, I wouldn't say made it because, you We've know, you're not you arrived always, and made it, but I mean, like, we yeah. realized, oh, this show, the people are really taken to this show. Well, listen, every athlete, we approach anything we do in life like we're trying to win the Super Bowl and we're all paper champs before the season starts and that's how I approach this show I'm like oh this is an amazing show this is going to be big like I don't really understand get a grasp on ratings so I'm like alright we're going we're gonna to make this huge splash like Hamilton Porter and Sandlot like it's going to make waves all over the industry big reference yeah. and yeah, you have and that then, player mentality and then we we start filming <laughs> and ratings are like yeah. <laughs> right. and it wasn't that it wasn't I don't want to be too gross early. Right, yeah. but we're on a podcast, so you get a little bit of time to like talk a little bit. And this is what it was like. It was like Kyle, you can identify with this. You know, oh, I like you. Yeah, you feel like you got to use the bathroom, and then you go and you're like, sure. it's just a little turd, right just a little. It wasn't. It what wasn't the a hell big, are you talking? Do you know about? what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was like a little rabbit turd. You're like that wasn't what I expected. Yeah. That was our mark. I feel like initially, and I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, think it's a, whole, a load of. But listen, it was even to the point where friends and family, former teammates. We're like, yo, Nate, so what are you doing nowadays? I'm like, bro, I'm on TV every day. Like, how are for you? For six hours. Yeah, yeah, for six, six hours. hours and you're in the NFL, yeah. you know. But now, yeah. like almost three years later. Whatever happened to Nate? It's, yeah, what happened to that guy? Is he working? This, it's, the splash is different because like that, that splash is causing a ripple effect. And that ripple effect is going from coast to coast. And like players and coaches and gym just walking around and just like dapping me up and saying, not Nate, how, how you doing? And I loved you as a ball player. Like, yo, I love your show. Yeah. Mm. And it looks like four people on a couch. Right. Which, that was like, that was what I fell in love with in the 90s. Jimmy, Best damn sports we've show. We've spoken like. this before. That's it. It's, it's the not feeling. four ex-players in the size 18 collar with the tie tied up with the with big knot. With the triple Why are you going after Merrill Hodge? I'm ring. not going after Merrill Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> you said big tie. The Merrill Hodge is only one person. Windsor? But yeah. for Burleson to come up with us three, who, right. whether he knew us or not, were not established sports meet. Nate took a risk on us, and I think he's very unique as far as ex-players well, go. Well, yes, yeah, I want to get into that. Before I get into that, though, I have to say, and I said this to you guys at the time, because, like I said, Shager and I, we, we've known each other for years, and then I had Kyle on. 
I thought for sure once Simmons tweeted about him loving the show, you guys would never associate with me again. That's like <laughs> oh, the deal that was an awesome all. tweet, though. That's so cool. You, yeah, it helped us. It was, it, was a, it was the second layer of that. Bill Simmons, if anybody, you didn't see it, he said, uh, Good Morning Football NFL Network is legitimately entertaining. And then the second part was, feels like it should be a bigger thing than it is. Right. I mean, we couldn't agree more because yeah. we're not that massive of a thing When at I all. saw that, I'm like, they're never going to talk to me again. Now they're tight with Simmons. Yeah, we thought about it. Yeah. All right, so I, I'm I'm interested in Nate as the ex player on the show because full disclosure, I always get a little I'm always skeptical of ex players on shows because I feel like they're never going to bash the players. And you guys are already in a little bit of a tough spot with the NFL, you know, with the controversial issues. I, you know, I, I know you're not going to go full bore like maniacs like me can on that. <laughs> sure. But Jimmy, tell us how you feel about a Rod. <laughs> I did not think that tweet was going to get so much. The next day at work, everyone's like, you're going to write about a Rod today. I'm you like, like I called work? him. I said, nobody gives a shit about him on Twitter. Right. I think that's enough. It stands alone. All right. Um, <laughs> but what about his thoughts on you Darvish? Well, that, I mean, please. If he was a Seinfeld episode, Jimmy, <laughs> don't get me started on that. So tell, wait, first things first, have any ex, have you had any blowback from players who you've maybe critiqued, who are like, what are you doing? Good You're question. a player. You shouldn't be doing. You know. Yeah, for sure. Really. Um, there's, there's you been. You can name names if you listen, want. Listen, when I first, when I first got to the NFL Network in Culver City, I was just like every other player, protecting the brand, protecting right. the fraternity, and I, I was always complimenting guys, and I never wanted to step on people's feelings. And I remember one of my mentors was like, "Say something." And I was like, what do you mean? I'm saying something. Like, that was clever. I'm clever. I make people laugh and smile. Like, he's like, yeah, you did that in the locker room. But like, say something, man. Like, you know the game. Take a risk and criticize these players. They'll respect you more when they see you. And I was like, damn, it just feels so awkward. Like, it literally was a cringeworthy feeling mm -hmm. when I felt like I had to criticize a guy. Right. Even when I knew the player was in the wrong, whether he dropped the ball, said something stupid. Right. Um, and I, I started to do it. And I would see these guys. Uh, James Jones, who actually works for the network now, I'm doing a playoff game. I'm in Detroit. Um, and uh, was the playoff game might have been end of the season, and it's uh, Green Bay and uh, Detroit. And I'm sitting there, and somebody walks up from behind, and, and a crowd of people, and says, "Really, really, you gonna talk about the Packers wide receivers like that?" I'm like, oh, "Here go a fan being defensive." You said they had the best receiving core in the league. I remember the Packers. No, no, I said the Packers Jordan. can't. I said, no, I said they can't get off the line before of scrimmage that. before oh, before, before that. that. Okay. Right. I said they can't get off the line of scrimmage. That's why Aaron Rodgers is struggling getting the ball. Okay. They need to have better release moves and get some separation down the field. This is when James still playing, and he and he, I'm like, who is talking to me? And he comes up, puts his hand on my shoulder aggressively, <laughs> and mind you, I've known James because I played against him. Right. I don't know him personally. Right. And he's like, so you gonna get on TV and act like you don't know how hard it is to go off the line of scrimmage? And I was like, split second. Is he serious? Then I pause. I wait. Then he smiles. He's like, "Now nah, I'm playing. You're doing a good job, man." He said, like, "But you was hard on us." I was like, "Well, I'm just saying. I feel like you guys got to do a better job getting off the line of scrimmage." Right. That right there was validation that I'm handling the X's and O's right. Had another conversation with Geno Smith here in New York in a club. I'm turned now, up. if he expects I'm anything but getting right, here comes the New Yorker. But that's the thing, right. though. That's the thing. You know, I walked up to him and I said, "Listen, you've been through a lot the last year." Um, I need to know if I was hard on you in a way where you thought I picked on you as low-hanging fruit. Right. Because it's easy to just say his name and get a laugh, right? Like, you can literally skate through a segment if you're right. a lazy analyst or a TV personality. Right. And he said, nah. He said, you addressed the locker room fight like a guy that has been in the locker room. And then when it came to X's and O's, you talked about the poor games and poor decisions I made as a quarterback and throwing the ball away and take care of it. He said, there's a lot of people that just wanted to get a laugh, but you handled it right. Those two situations right there, it kind of propelled me into the man I am right now where I'm un unapologetic on 
approaching how I analyze not just X's and O's, but guys off the field. Cam Newton does something, make a face, or somebody does something crazy in offseason, DUIs and assaults. Like usually, I would want to yeah. pull away from that. Now I dive all the way in, and with the encouragement of these guys, you know, it's they'll a, challenge me and tell me like, "Nate, say something," you know. Yeah, it's it's a tough. If you're an ex player, it's got to be tough to critique current players. But there's there is a way to do it, like you said, where you're not picking on the guy, you're just offering. Just Here's another way critique. I look at it, though, and it it I think it has more weight coming from you than these three. No disrespect, only because you played. Yeah. So there is a little bit of that, even though I don't want to get. I want to talk about D'Angelo Williams. Okay. We'll get into that, but and, and there's there, um, I came to a realization that I could sit there and protect the fraternity, our guys within this fraternity, but how much do they really care about me? Right. Like I'm sitting right, there protecting right, right. a coach I never met. Mm. This right. dude has never said my name. And he's this not going to offer me now. a dollar if I got fired today. Right. He didn't even pick me up when I was a free agent. Like, what am I protecting this guy for? And players too. Like, I love every player in the league, but do you think I'm gonna bend over backwards and make you look like you're a saint if you're doing something stupid? Especially if I don't know you. Right. Like most of these dudes might walk past me and you know not give me the light of day. So I'd rather do my job first right. and earn your respect. Your respect second. So that's the way I approach it. And like I said, these guys like Shrey's would get on my. He get on my ass if I'm like sitting here. Hey, let me tell you about this route right here and the average of this. He he grab the paper, rip it up, and be like Nate. If Nate starts reading stats. Something. I'll rip the paper up. Yeah, we, that's a little. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's I, 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 I almost went D'Angelo Williams on him, but yeah. I have to keep it kosher. Right, 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 no, I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. I let's talk about the D'Angelo Williams thing. So he comes on. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up. Oh, I want to bring it up because he went, he came on and was like he not, was spicy. Yeah, but his whole thing was you guys didn't play, so right. you guys can't. Right. critique anyone right that was his thing now what was that like for you sitting there while he's saying that well initially i thought this was good tv and I, know, I'm, I work with big boys like these guys can hold their own yeah, so yeah, i was yeah. sitting back relaxing letting it breathe a little bit as people always tell me to do um and i i wanted to see their responses kyle was coming back kyle hits you with facts about himself and then hits you with some low low blows <laughs> <laughs> he's the kyle at the end was like all right hey, so d'angelo tell us about uh the, the show you promote before we let you go and the was like uh I don't have a show. And as soon as D'Angelo finished that, I was like, fail for the baby. <laughs> I was like, well done, Kyle. Well and he's like, oh, exactly. Uh, we'll be back in this commercial break. I was like, Kyle, I love it. But, um, you know, it, it was fun. It was good TV. And he came in hot. So I think we kind of knew. Why did he come in hot? Do you know? That, that that was his personality. And maybe oh. if he gets if he starts a career on TV, he'll be the hot one. He came in knowing with. he was going to do it. He was talking to the producer, like in the break even, even before mm-hmm. he got on set, just like, I'm about to clown on on y'all. Well, I go on the show if that's was, what you're going to do. There was something maybe even in the segment before that he saw that he didn't agree with. Who knows was, if we, we, were, we were talking about Gronk oh, okay. dominating the Steelers time and time oh, again. Oh, okay. And he's watching as a former Steeler. So I think he was hot because me and Kyle were basically saying the Steelers don't beat the Patriots. It doesn't right. happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Well, if he's mad about you saying that, then don't go on TV because mm-hmm. you got it. I mean, that's a But it's a all fact. for a lot of these guys. It is that. Who the hell are these right. two 30-year-old so so right. Dudes, and, and listen. You know, okay. In. Wait. Were you able to sense during that interview like this is gonna get awkward? Like, what was? You? Yeah. Yeah. Watching it back, how do you guys feel about it? Is my I haven't question. Watched it. You haven't watched it back. I've not seen it. No. I wonder. I don't. I, don't, I haven't either. Actually. Mm-hmm. Well, it listen. was super tense. Right. Super crazy. I was waiting for somebody in my ear to say go to commercial, <laughs> but then at the same time, these are big boys. Right. If they yeah. want to have it out, I would never. I would never if uh, Kyle people loved be, it Kyle would be pissed <laughs> I loved it because it gave me if I had wrapped if I had wrapped and I could have yeah. if I had wrapped and said alright we're done we'll be back yeah. Kyle you would have been pissed because you wanted to say your piece truly yeah no I, I thought it was great handled by everybody on our set I, especially yeah. UK because then it, 
if you cut the segment off and I'm like, oh, I need to respond, yep. then I'd be like, yeah, that would have been so frustrating. You always have the hammer because you just say, I was on the real world. That's uh, it. I'm saying. That's it. It got real too. I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened when you went to the commercial. Let me tell you the whole thing. First okay. of all, Go ahead. I'll say this myself only. D'Angelo, welcome on the show anytime. Truly. Of course. It, was, it went course. really badly that day. Yeah, it wasn't like be, a big, big. Of course. I worked know, with D'Angelo many uh, times before that. <laughs> it wasn't Jim Everett pushing. Here we go. Jim, Jim Rome pushing. No, but it could have been. Could have been. Honestly, it crossed my mind. It crossed my mind. Um, <laughs> D'Angelo's always been eccentric, always come a different way. I've produced interviews. He's been in a million times. Great career, interesting guy. I think that he was taking a shot. And what I mean by that is, I don't know if he was doing some sort of off-brand LeVar Ball type thing. Like, I'm going to go in there and just make an explosion of something I'm going to make waves. I'm going to win Twitter. I'm not just going to sit here and say, I think the Packers are going to do blah, blah, blah. He tried to take a shot, which I always, always encourage. I think he just went about it in a way that was like way too disrespectful. And my biggest problem with it is that D'Angelo was like a really interesting, creative guy who had a great career. And the you didn't play the game, so you can't talk about the game is entry-level Bush League in our industry for ex-players. It is the easiest thing to say. It is the most ignorant thing to say. So I like that he took a shot. I think he took the wrong shot. I'd love him to have him come back and anytime he wants. Right. But mm-hmm. I think he was a little too reckless about it. And he's since apologized for it on the air, by the way. Well, it's an, here's the thing. If you're not an ex-player, this is my opinion on it, and you're going to like start breaking down like how a receiver runs a route, okay, it might be a little dice if you do that. But you don't have to you don't have to have played football to say that the Patriots on the Steelers mm-hmm. just have the two oddballs. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not right. you know, you're not breaking new ground there of with course. that statement. The frustrating part about the D'Angelo thing is that in the prompter, I was supposed to ask him a question, mm-hmm. and it was, hey, you've done great stuff for breast cancer awareness over years, your mom. Oh, it was like this really yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. promoting, he was there to promote a great yeah. cause, yeah. but he was shot out of a cannon that day, and you said, what happens to commercial? It, to be honest, we were like, just, just there was no yeah. like, hey, there wasn't, hey, welcome back. Like, it was very awkward. He gave Nate a fist pound and walked off. And the part that makes our show unique is that that's not common for our show. It's very unsettling for right. us, because we like to think of ourselves as a welcoming place for even the characters you might not have loved as players, they come in here and they can become lovable figures and we want to give you that platform. So I think the interesting feedback I got around the league is D'Angelo's a tricky personality. Mm-hmm. He's a great teammate. Guys love him. He's also a fierce competitor and you saw the other side of him that opponents mm-hmm. saw every Sunday. It's just of all shows like where someone's going to come on and be a jerk like that. <laughs> your show, it just seems like yeah. you guys there having fun, you're doing dances, you're it's doing, you know, it's... But after it's we took a breath... we've ever been, right? Yeah, 100%. after we took a breath you know, maybe a day or two later, yeah, we yeah. all kind of realize it's good for our show because yeah, yeah. it, it it boils the blood a little bit. And listen, regardless if you think uh, D'Angelo had validation in saying that or you think he was completely off base, um, you have to respect the way a guy thinks. Yeah. I mean, athletes will come shout out of a cannon on many shows. The one thing is we, we did is we listened to him talk. We let him say his piece, and then we had our response, and then we ended it respectfully. So um, I would love to have him on the show again, and we embrace that. Like we're not—I right. don't want to be looked at as a show where we're like, "Listen, if you want to, if you want to say something, we don't want we're you to have come him on the on. show. We're gonna have an yeah. octagon, and we're gonna have Mills Lane open it up, and Kyle and him just go out. <laughs> oh, now tell me this. So tell me <laughs> about <Lane>. navigating <laughs> the the working for the NFL in terms of you know you have the anthem thing going on. Goodell does something stupid regularly. Sorry, NFL. Um, the CT, you know, there's all these things. Sure. That's not your show. But when it gets to a point where, like, it's like, we have to talk about mm-hmm. this. Um, do you hear from the NFL ever? Do you clear things with the NFL? Do you not want to? I mean, listen, 
they're writing your check. So right. it would be stupid to go on there and be like, well, Roger Goodell's is that and the other right. thing. You don't want to do that. But you have to be able to say, like, I think this suspension might not have been the best. How do you navigate we, those waters? We hear from the NFL like you would hear from your boss. We're no different than any other company. Um, we don't have to clear things with the NFL. That's the one thing I can say about our jobs. We're very transparent. Um, when we create our content, we're not sitting here shouting out to the rooftop saying, hey, if you don't like what I said, give me a note before I go on air. Half of the time, we keep our thoughts to ourselves because we're all trusted parts of this show. Now, we've handled situations this past year that most shows would have folded on, given the fact that you know the NFL is the machine. The national anthem, um, players taking a knee, stuff that's happened off the field, Colin Kaepernick, We've sat there and talked very transparent, which I'm very proud of. And I can say that not of myself, but of my team, of my crew coming from different backgrounds, um, different genders and different ages, being able to speak very honestly to a couple a couple times afterwards during the commercial break. Like I just had to sit back and nod my head like I'm proud that we did it that way yeah. because we there's so many times we could just say, you know what? Let's just read off a script. Whatever the NFL wants to say, let's say it. And who would blame us? We work for the NFL. Right. But then you lose. I think you lose a, a little bit as an individual when we do well, that. I don't know. I, I look at it sort of as a viewer. I What I would respect is if you guys came on. Not you. Anybody. It doesn't just have to be good. If you guys came on and said, listen, this is going on. We work for the NFL. We're not talking about this. It's, you know, but, you know, th- instead of like a BS sort of. I'd like, rather talk protect, about it you know. than not talk about right. it. But you don't want to also, like you said, you don't. I mean, you are getting paid by the NFL. You don't want to. There's so many lines. times we've been in a production meeting at 5 a.m. And we're sitting back talking with our production team about something that just happened. Another issue. Trump just said something else. Right. Kind of like Kaepernick's not playing. Another team, you know, a guy mm-hmm. like I left in the locker room. And, you know, it just gets posted as a question. Hey, so are we going to talk about this? And we all repeat loud. We have to talk about this. So you do that and you don't even you don't have to check with the NFL. You don't clear anything. No. You guys handle it. Well, here's, and all here's the thing. Right. We, we understand the machine and I right. worked for the NFL. So I see both sides. The one thing you'll always hear me uh, do is I'll speak from the perspective of the, of the league and I'll speak from the perspective of the player. And then we always have the fan, the insider. Right. We have the, the the stats, a lady's perspective. We have it all. And we share that. If we didn't, we wouldn't be doing our job. Right. And I'm not sure I would be as happy as I am because we give everything we got and we don't hold any punches. Good job. It's also a feeling of it. Like we do the round table one time, eight minutes. And now it's 7.08. We go to commercial. We come out. On our show, it's all right. We hit it there. We'll right. hit it again at 8 o'clock. Let's talk about the Chargers. Let's talk about the Cowboys. I think other shows feel this need to talk about it for an hour because right. Trump is tweeting about it. So I think mm-hmm. we have this balance of, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about it because it's literally the president talking about our sport. Yeah. But also, people are turning to us to watch talk about football, too. Yeah. We'd be lying if we said that Twitter doesn't drive some of our editorial. It certainly does. Mm-hmm. We look at that hashtag, GMFB. If you look at our commercial breaks, it's what the four of us do probably the entire time. Yeah. So I've never in my memory gotten seen a tweet that says great conversation about Trump and the mm-hmm, anthem. Mm-hmm. It's mostly stop talking about this. Right, right. I woke up in the morning. This isn't what I expect from you. So I feel like that sort of feeds into it. Have you guys ever seen a positive tweet about? Well, I've, 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 I've seen I've seen well said, like when we when we well, yeah. approach it, well said. And people don't have to agree with us talking politics or Trump or the anthem or black players protesting. But when somebody tweets, you know what? You guys handled it right. Like, yeah. that's all I care about. I don't want to ever read a tweet where like, 
Uh, y'all just acting like company folks. Y'all I wouldn't be honest if we paid you. Like, I would never want that It's tweet. more important that if one of us came to the table and said, I really want to speak about this today, we would do yeah. it. Okay. But I feel like oftentimes, because sometimes we... I don't know. It's it's like no. Cam we, Newton had those qu- had those comments about females, and like that became us. Yeah. It could have been very easy for us to punt on that and be like, the, oh, with the reporter, yeah, the, yeah, the running yeah, routes, was, and like yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, the timeline is we, so go back to August of 2016. The show is a couple weeks old. Mm. We're just getting our feet wet. We're trying this segment. This segment's a preseason, and word starts going around Twitter that Colin Kaepernick did not stand for national anthem. I remember it vividly. Yeah. That's right where the thing took off. We were in our infancy. And we talked about it the next day. We talked about yeah. it for several days. But that, at that time, it wasn't what it is now. I mean, no, but it was blowing right. up, and we were trying to be fun and zany morning show. We got right into it. Right, right, My right. point is, like, I think kind of what Kay's talking about. I'll go further. Like, I don't think that someone wakes up in the morning at six thirty in the morning and just wants to hear Trump, 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 right. Trump. And personally, well, I, think, I don't want to talk. I about think it. if they I do, don't. I think some people do, but they'll go to CNN or MSNBC or Fox, but they're not going to go to the NFL Network. Yeah, tell me that. about my Dolphins. All right, how the Seahawks looking in the offseason? Right. It's the NFL but like, Network. I think, but I agree with what, but like Kay and Nate were saying, if if that psychopath is going to have a rally and say the players are sons of bitches, you have no choice but. To talk, I mean, that's where you have no choice. And we had to approach it, and we did. Listen, right, I, I, right. I remember that happening in, in Sam White House too, live on air. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. You can't avoid that. We did yeah. it, right, right. I was like, you know what? I can right. easily call the president names. I remember saying this right into the camera, and then I, I talked to the fans. I said, "You guys keep saying that you want to take a break from life, and that football is your escape." And I said, "But as a black man in America, sometimes we can't take a break right. from what plagues us." Right. And as I said that. That isn't that isn't a company thing to say. Like I'm pretty sure the NFL Network's probably like, all right, Nate. Like, what else do you got to say? Let's right. not go too far off the deep end. Right, right. But I have to be honest, and I will say this: whether it's our show specifically, or maybe we're ushering in a new era of honesty, the NFL Network has been great with us. They allowed <laughs> us to be ourselves, and the individuals that make up Good Morning Football is what you get every morning. Yeah. There's nothing orchestrated and there's nothing fake about us. Yeah. You don't have a group of ghostwriters feeding us content every morning trying to make us sound cool. No, we come with what we know, what we study, and then what we deliver. I think I think what you, Schrager, said is, I think, important in that you're going to talk about it. Do it for five, eight minutes. Don't spend three hours on it. You, so you do it. You say what you want to say, in and out, and then do your show. I mean, a I lot of our show good. lives online. So if we yeah. did a conversation for five minutes, that I mean, most of the stuff you see on ESPN that goes viral, it's not because you saw it live. You saw it on Twitter. So right. if you made a poignant comment, it'll go there. But you right. could still talk about the Browns running backs. Right. All right. This was a little serious. Let's yeah, do, let's do come on. Stuff. I don't even want to talk about it now, Jimmy. What is this? <laughs> well, you better be prepared. I mean, it's going to go on all year. I'm so. plenty prepared. What are, yeah. are you prepared? What do you want to ask us about? <laughs> um, all right, let's get you guys to like turn on each other. <laughs> Who is the grumpiest in the morning when you get to the set? Oh, to the set? Well, Kay gets there early. She gets there before everyone? 15 minutes. To the before. set. Why? Because you have to do more prep when I have for... to get... So if I get my hair dried, oh, it hair. can't be... The dryer cannot be on while we're having our morning meeting. <laughs> so my hair has to be dried before the meeting. So it's perfectly set so, so that by 5.15 when we have our meeting. What time do you wake up every morning? I wake up at 4.15. 4.15. During the season, probably 3.45 right now. I'm pushing, now, I'm why, pushing 4.30. This is what always fascinates me about Because you wake up with like a heart attack if you miss a highlight at the end yeah. of the game right. or if you fell asleep and I've dozed I've asked off. them this before, but this is what fascinates me. Even me, because I get up at 6 to get into the city. Schrager, you don't have it on vibrate, disgraceful. I mean, Jimmy, Rookie don't move. throw stones here. Your phones, both of your phones yeah, yeah. are blowing I have up them like on crazy. Vibrate. They're on vibrate. Unbelievable. Tinder. Sorry, Mr. Kraft, I got to call yeah. you back later. Um, <laughs> but wait, so this is what always gets me about this industry. Go on. So 
we're expected to know what's going on. You guys have to know everything that's going on with football. Yeah. I have to know what's going on. And like the Sunday right. and Monday night games end at 1 a.m. And then you're supposed to be on it's the It's magic, so. Jimmy. So don't ask us about it. You guys, t- you guys told me you like TiVo it and then watch it in the no, morning. No, the NFL has a game thing on their phone. You could watch a condensed version yeah. 30 minutes. I don't know what Peter's talking about. I stay up every night and watch <laughs> all four yeah. quarters. Texans, yep. Bengals, Thursday night. Don't give me the bull. Just say the truth. <laughs> you game listen. pass. Hi, morning. What do you do on Sunday and Monday nights? That's what well, I want to know. Sunday I'm working the NFL today, so I'm watching every game. I would say as far as seeing every game, I missed less than a handful of games last year. And if I did, I, I saw the highlights. Jimmy, it's no not question. just the games. I woke up once in the offseason to a text from Kay at, at 4 o'clock in the morning, and her text was, oh, my God, the Oscars. And I had no idea what the hell she was talking about because it was the night they gave out the wrong best oh, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stay up for that shit. It's too late. So, so you yes, can, Monday you can stay up. The same thing. You can stay up and then wake up, no problem. Yeah, then I'll take I a I didn't nap know what happened. Or, That's yeah. a skill. But That's we needed skill. to know that because even like, like popular culture is part right. of our show. Yeah. Yeah. All of Everyone it. clobbered Spotlight. Sean, Sean yeah. McDonough for his Monday night calls. I'm just nodding along. I've yeah. never heard of a single. Sergio I don't Dip. Even, I never yeah. heard of him. <laughs> yeah, Sergio Dip. Missed Sergio it. You wake Dip. up and you're like, who's Sergio Dip? Peter was talking about we that. We did a whole morning. segment based around that. Whole show. The Dip show. I love that. So you guys are up at four. All right. So who's the grumpiest in the morning when they get to the It's grumpy. We're kind of just I don't know, grumpy. My first year here because I was just in the way. This is the earliest I ever woke up. Even as an athlete, you wake up at seven, team eating at eight. Like my whole life. You're quiet morning every morning because one i thought all right regardless of what regardless of what we're going to talk about i know it like the back of my hand and then i started to make a change in how i approached the morning meetings because i started to pigeonhole myself as being the football player talking about football and i started to flex all these things that made me who i am and show some creativity so now i don't sleep basically in the meetings but um (laughs) given the fact that i will watch every game i'm like what what are we going to talk about this morning that i don't already know just tell me Mm -hmm. what i need to talk about live who gets you're not gonna. The answer's not gonna be you. Who gets the most starstruck? Like when you have a player in the studio and, and the, no, fanboys it, it out. might be me. I fanboy all the time, mm. all the time. No, Kyle, the Kyle with like Jerome Bettis walks right, go, in. Go like, around. Start with Nate. Okay. We'll do a quick. Give me like the best, your favorite guest you've had on the show so far that you fanboyed out. <laughs> Listen, on. we can go on for days. If it's an older guy, Just give like me one a guy Hall of Famer, like, I got a guy. I, I fanboyed hard Go. on the Nature Boy. Yeah, Ric Flair <laughs> on the show, oh, that's dude. that's a great one. Hard. And we did a whole routine oh, yeah. with him. And I mean, yeah. that's a legend. Give, that's me, a living... give, me, a, give me a woo. Woo! Yeah, we did that's 500 good. of them that day. Jimmy. I'm sure. I, I felt so bad for him. I thought he was right. going to pass out. This man who's older in life, yeah, yeah. he made him do so many woos. Yeah. The longest uh, slate we've ever seen. You know how people say, hi, I'm uh, you know Tony Baselli, and you're watching. The Rick, <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair's went on for two minutes. Right, right, right. Limousine driving. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It went on forever. You know, that's, a that's a great guess. It's, you see players every week. Yeah, I'm not in all. I mean, it's cool when like. Have you had like, in any celebrities, actors that you fanboyed out? Yeah, like, so I, not actors, but you'll appreciate this. Uh, Maury Povich came on the show. Oh, yeah. And we did a thing. You're not the fun. You're you are yes, not the quarterback. We yeah, yeah, We'd yeah. list like this quarterback is from the state of Montana, and this quarterback is, replaced Peyton Manning. And, and it's, you had a Manila folder, and you had to guess. <laughs> and you're like uh, Trevor Simeon. And it's like right, right. Simeon is not the quarterback. It's Brock Osweiler. And then Kyle would you know go to his knees and be Great. devastated because he's not and the father. Chased me offset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter, I mean, you did uh, you did fan out hard though on Ben McKenzie from, oh, the, OC. Oh, OC. from the OC. You been Ryan Atwood? How do you not? I mean, Peter was welcome to the. We OC. had a whole OC discussion in the SI office yesterday. Did you? Tell me the millennials don't know about OC. I feel like. No, I they fear, do. They they do. Yeah. Oh, well, I was more summer. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. All right, Kay, who have you? Peter Gallagher. Hello. Uh, Kyle, I cannot believe you didn't mention got... Kelly Pickler. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Pickler was That's on one of Good your Morning Football? Early in the game. Yeah. Look it up. It's worth it. Really? Um, I'm going to say 
Weirdly, I loved Melissa Etheridge. I thought that was so she random. Was I thought herself. she'd be on no other football show window. or sports show. She wrote a song about Alex Smith. It was a fervent fan. I like showing sides of people that you might not see anywhere else, and we definitely did that with her. Melissa Etheridge is That's a good one. Oh. Did you see Melissa Etheridge? She played a song on it, right. and the lyrics of the song, in part, were, I love Alex Smith. He's my kind of guy, which may seem strange, because I'm not even bi. She <laughs> said that on the NFL Network, and we were freaking out. She it was great. great. Awesome. She, she, great great she killed it. Oh, it was awesome. Come to my window. She, did, she was on Stern and did like a Billy Joel cover of one of the... Um, only the good die young. Oh, Look yeah. it up on YouTube. Really? It's phenomenal. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll say Aaron Rodgers because I, okay. I I made myself believe I hated him over the course of my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came on a show in and studio? he was he was in studio Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Week in Minnesota. Okay, and he good. was yes. so cool, yeah, like yeah. almost like he knew us in a sense. Uh, yeah. So that was good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the show Power, and we just had Amari Hardwick, oh, the yeah. main character right. on the show, um, Ghost or Jamie, Jamie St. Patrick, and I was I was just kind of freaking out. Yeah, I wrote yeah. up like poetic question and like we had a moment in LA where I told him to come on the show and he came on he's like I'm a man of my word so it was pretty right. cool so I kind of fanned out this was I, last week give Marcus me... Allen was great yeah. Marcus my Allen. favorite Marcus Allen it's a lot there Marcus <laughs> Allen. it really <laughs> is and we don't ask him about yeah. a lot of that. we talk about Raiders and Chiefs Jimmy yeah, yeah. I, exactly I, I, that's, I, all, I, that's, all, that's all I asked him about yeah. tell me do you get when there is like a um, a, not, a, foot, a non-football football story like Jimmy G and the porn star, yeah. for instance. Do you get so excited to talk about that because it's something you know you could have fun with? Or do you, like, you're the ex-player, you want to still talk more football? Or do you see it like, oh, that's great. Con-. Or, you know, even like Hard Knocks is coming on, there'll probably be so much Baker Mayfield stuff. Does that, like, you get excited when you see that kind of stuff going on? Yeah, yeah. man. We live for that stuff. Of yeah. course. I mean, we all love talking about music, movies, and TV shows. So we sometimes do it when it has nothing to do with football. Right, so yeah. the fact there's a direct tie yeah. and, you know, right. the, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing was unbelievable. It was phenomenal. Unbelievable. I, it was phenomenal. I grew up, because, when I was a young yeah. writer, I would always love reading Bill Simmons because he would, inter- you know, bring in Karate Kid and all this stuff. I feel like our yeah. show is kind of in that spirit where it's okay to bring in an 80s Nintendo or it's okay right. to talk mm-hmm. about... You know, Kay loves Weezer. She could talk about the different Weezer albums and the song. Like, that's okay. And I don't think they would even try that other places because they're so fearful that it would go way over the heads right. of some of the audience. And, and that's it. It's it's when something happens, usually traditionalists would think, uh, you know what? Let's find a way to avoid that. You know, Jimmy G and the porn star. Right. It, he wasn't hiding it. He was at right, a dinner. Right. He was cool. He's having a good time. Us, immediately, we think... How do we connect these two? Right. And then just like seamlessly throw it in. And yeah, oftentimes. It's not a segment, Jimmy. We'll, it's not like yeah. the, it's seven it a block. Be. Let's talk about you know Jimmy and the porn right. star. No, 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 no. They I take, see that. I'm just they like, take their pages, shots. Pages, That's what happens yeah. on the show. We suddenly throw it in. We're talking yeah. about yeah. what's going on with the Niners or second year, third, third year right. quarterbacks or right. whatever. And then Kyle will find his way. And half the oh, time, I don't hear anything that they say. I'm listening to traffic. So he'll say something and this one's cracking up. And I'm like, I don't even know what he said, but I'm sure it's pretty inappropriate so right. we're gonna go to break what you do is you're in the segment and yeah. you'll be like you know just have it Ni- in the holster yeah for, so for, for the Niners to get over the hump their quarterback needs to get off the hub you know what I'm saying right like, right, that's, right. That's <laughs> right, right. 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 I said how's your relationship with Jimmy yeah. G lately and you it said, lands yeah, yeah, two out of ten people hear it now. that you can't yeah, no, give him things I, that he I, can get. I don't know if I can give Jimmy what he's looking for in a yes. relationship here's the funny thing about that it really was a completely ridiculous non-story that ended up becoming a story because of the reaction 
to the non-story. It's a crazy it's a story. story. For him to be smiling at the camera and knowing he's at dinner, like it's a. St- and he yeah, knows people are gonna talk about it. But but he's twenty six, single. He's allowed to go That's to fine. dinner with whoever That's he fine. wants. And we're gonna talk about it. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, but then there were people saying like, how could he be the leader of the team? What about the kids? <laughs> what about the kids? What about the kids? Yeah. yeah. What about uh, the kids who look up to him? And uh, what do you? Man, I mean, you know, I know. Are, come on. You know, it's hey. ridiculous. You know, it was. But it those stories where I was, Jimmy. It's this amazing piece of video. You've never seen a video like this before. A franchise quarterback walking out with whatever he was. You've never seen that before. I think there's more to that story. Like, I wonder if... Tell me. Maybe she called TMZ. You know what the best part of this, Jimmy? He's getting in the car. The TMZ guy rolls up to him. He has one question before Garoppolo shuts the door. One question. And he has about LeBron, right? What do you think about LeBron? (laughs) Come on, TMZ. That is exactly what I wrote in my column. Everyone's going to go crazy for this video because he's with a porn star. But the best is the TMZ guy. He's about LeBron James. He dropped the ball, man. (laughs) But remember Gronk? He was with the porn star. He held up the sheet. Baby Jones? Yeah. You remember Deshaun Watson was in there playing on a little dunkable hoop with Mia, Mia Khalifa. Khalifa, yeah. So, oh, so you know, these stories happen. About Jimmy G, it was ridiculous. So that's that's what I do want, though. I want this show, when something happens, yeah. people know I can tune in to hear about sports and also possibly get a reference about something just happened this past weekend. All right. Unfortunately, we got to wrap. I want to go around. I know. I could go on for two hours. I want to go around. Give me Jimmy the <laughs> thing you're most looking forward to this season in the NFL. Ooh, uh thing I'm most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to... The L.A. Rams being the best team in L.A., and that's including LeBron and the Lakers, the L.A. Chargers. I don't care about any other team in California. Philip Rivers never slows down. Sean McVay. I got a man crush on Sean McVay. Yeah. Uh, good coach. Good coach for yeah. sure. They And what are they? Uh, Brandon Cooks they have now, right? That's Brandon Cooks, yeah. yeah. Todd Gurley, though. He's the man. Yeah. What about you, Kay? Uh, I'm going to say it's been a long time since I've been a Bears fan proudly, mm-hmm. and I am this year, and there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of upside, and it was really cool that the Bears have sort of embraced me being a huge fan and being from there. So Trubisky, he's showed good signs last year. Looks like he could be... We didn't see much deal. last year, so We're hopefully see. this year. Yeah. What about you? There's so many guys coming back from injury, but the the guy that I've kind of backed on the show, and it's not I have no allegiance to the team. I don't even know the head coach, and I know most of the head coaches. I'm really excited to see what Patrick Mahomes becomes. I know it sounds like yeah. blah, no, who cares? But this guy, one. everyone says he's got a crazy release. He throw, He's a highlight reel. He's like mm-hmm. Dominique Wilkins. So if we have a new player in the league that we're not familiar with, that we can get excited about, that always is what I'm gravitating towards. That's so I'd like to see Mahomes. Kyle? A new player or a new it team. I've never said this before in my life. I don't know if anybody has. I cannot wait to watch the Jaguars. I, I'm Market 32, Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jimmy, Eagles-Jaguars in London is going to be like the whole it's eyes ridiculous. of the world on that. It's crazy. Incredible game. Crazy. I, I grew up and it was Brunel and it was, you know, all the Gerard. Taylor and Gerard is fine. They're, they might be the coolest team in the NFL this year, despite right. having Blake Bortles as a quarterback. I'm telling you, it doesn't <laughs> matter. They're still that cool. No one said the Browns and Baker Mayfield. I think that's they're fine. I can't wait to. I can't wait Check to them watch out them. on Hard Knocks. Yeah, we got Hard I'm Knocks. Looking forward to Hard. You guys love Hard Knocks, right? Love yeah, that's 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 great show. Sure. Not as good as Good Morning Football. No, no. Was Monday through Friday on the NFL Network. Thanks. Yeah. Do you guys ever go watch the replay of your show? Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. you do. No, I could see you doing that. Break down film. Jimmy Hard Knocks, a Hall of Fame HBO show. Oh, with that. What's your Mount Rushmore? Of the team? No, no the HBO, 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 HBO show. Oh, Sopranos. Okay. The Ali G show. Ali G it. show. Uh, Curb, right? Curb. Taxi, Dream on. Taxi cab confessions. Taxi cab confessions of real sex. Cat house. Cat house. Don't real you, fr- don't you feel real, real sex? Like, they're up to like real sex like 700. They're still making them. They're disgusting. Yeah. They, they don't even make those anymore. No. This 79-year-old woman. Hippies in the forest. If you don't say The Wire, you have to say The Wire or people kill you if you don't say The Wire. But it wouldn't be on my movie. Sopranos. Sopranos, Curb, Ali G Show. Six Feet Under. 
Veep. Larry Sanders. Larry Luke Sanders. Pellegrino, my producer. Came Curb your enthusiasm. That is it right there. Good job. That's a, that's Anyone a great... who has not watched Larry Sanders, you know, it's, it's a great show. Well, what's yours? I would stick six feet under. I love Veep. 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 Oh, so now my... I'm pissed. I, I was Veep. screaming. <laughs> really? I was screaming it at you. I was thinking because he threw me off with Get the, rid of the Alley G show. The Alley G show awesome. Two seasons in and out. We're out. <laughs> that sh- I, re- I rewatched all the Alley G's because of the new show. Yeah, that amazing. show is on the. Mount Which is Rushmore. your favorite Alley G character? Alley G. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I'm here with Butros, Butros, Butros. Booyaka shot. All right, so we have to wrap up, unfortunately. But we should do this again, like May. definitely, okay, deep, like in December, playoff time. Okay. That works. Okay, these guys were controlled. Schrager and Brandt. This was good. Last time, you guys were out of control. The Off the walls. was like really petrified. You guys. Well, it's because we talked about no, our own, ourselves. It's yeah. easier. We did like world. twenty minutes on the real world. I I know. Know. It's killing I me know. that we're not talking about that. Anything Kyle's on the challenge this year. Do you know? I am. That? Yeah, I'm gonna take out bananas. No, Wait. I'm not. Jimmy <laughs> 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 just laughing. You were serious. I was like, I just you just stopped my heart right there. No, I'm sorry, dude. I can't do it. All right. Hey, we appreciate fun. you, man. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having us. I'll never forget when I was watching the show one day, and it was like, SI said this is the best morning show. I'm like, who said that? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, I was like, no, I thought maybe Deitch wrote something back then. or something. No. I'm like, wait, no. that was me. Seriously, thanks that. for the love. Oh, my, nice. I love the yeah. show, and I can't wait for football to start. Love so I can too. really, not going to lie, you know, in the summer, it's a little, yeah, know, not sure. every day, but in the football season, it's every day on awesome. my desk. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Kay Adams, Nate Burleson, Good Morning Football, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., NFL Network. Next week, Woo. we will have Dale Hanson on the podcast. Ooh, Dallas. WWE superstar Seth Rollins. Cool. For my wrestling fans. All right. That wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? The number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. 
That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.